Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Screaming in Silence podcast, The Time Thief. For most of us, severe pain is thankfully a fleeting experience, but for some, like myself, it's a permanent companion. For the past 25 years, everything I have done or experienced has been accompanied by chronic pain. Yet, to the surprise of most, I consider myself one of the luckiest people alive, and I'm thankful for this journey. Through this podcast series, I'll share with you my story and the insights I have gained that have allowed me this perspective. I remember many years ago sitting in my living room with the TV on when a commercial caught my ear. In this advert, a person was standing in their kitchen, obviously in pain with a bad headache and unable to take care of the responsibilities they had in front of them. The voiceover told the story of how pain steals time from us, time spent with our children, with friends, work and home life. Of course, they had the remedy to this dilemma. Simply take two of the pills every four hours for fast, effective treatment of your pain and get that time back. I laughed and thought to myself, if only it was that easy. But it made me think about the message of the advert, that pain does steal time. As I've got older, time truly has become the most precious resource I have and we can never get it back. Pain will steal time from you. I think it will be very clear to anyone who has listened to this podcast series that pain has given me tremendous benefits, personal growth, compassion, empathy, self-awareness. It's given me strength, motivation and determination. It's most importantly given me a role in being able to inspire and help others. But this has all come with a cost. That's life in a nutshell, the good with the bad, yin and yang. Having a paralysed arm presents many challenges itself. As I said in an earlier episode, this is a two-armed world we live in. Just recently I was looking for a backpack to wear when riding my motorbike, and while looking at different options that may suit, I realised I wasn't even sure I could wear one. After a bit of experimenting at home with an old one, I found I could, but with certain limitations. It's the same when putting on my glove when going for a ride. I have to shimmy my hand into the glove, making sure it's loose enough to get my hand in, but not too loose that it slides off easily. I can't do up the strap to tighten it. I can't walk into a bike shop and test ride a bike, nor jump on a friend's bike to take it for a spin. If I want to hammer a nail into a piece of wood, I have to use something to hold the nail in place first. Blue tack comes in handy for this. If I want to read a paperback novel, I have to flex the spine to hopefully stop the pages from closing, or use something heavy enough to keep the book open. Even writing a letter presents issues. I can't use my left hand to hold the piece of paper still, and sometimes it isn't practical to use something heavy to hold it in place. So I use the palm of my right hand to do that as I write, which can impact the neatness of my handwriting. Now of course I can easily make the argument that compared to someone in a wheelchair or someone who has lost the use of both arms, I have it incredibly easy, and nothing to complain about. And in a global sense, that is 100% correct, and I will never forget that. You will know this from listening to my story. Balance in life is important though, and while we should never forget how good we have it compared to many others, it is equally important that we view ourselves in isolation too. After all, we must live our life, not anyone else's. We have to, excuse the pun, play the hand life dealt us. Losing the use of an upper limb is life-changing. According to the standard used, it can be up to a 60% impairment. But as I have said before, it is less than 10% of my injury. It pales in comparison to the impact constant pain can bring. Almost without fail, I can find a workaround for not having the use of my left arm. In fact, these are quite often fun challenges. But it's not always so easy finding a workaround for something so intrusive as continual pain. In a chronic pain support group I belong to, I asked the question, what is pain taking the most from you? 
Over 160 people have answered that question so far, and the responses have been very enlightening. Here are some examples of what people had to say. It's taken my sense of self. Pain has taken my freedom away. A loss of drive, ambition, motivation. It takes away my sense of self and well-being, self-esteem, happiness, general desire to live. Pain has taken my mind away from me at times. It's taken the kind soul I used to be and hardened me. It's taken the fun and life out of me. It's taken my youth. It has taken the me out of me. My social life, holding my grandkids and being able to care for myself. I miss the silence in my head before the pain. My freedom, happiness, independence, memory and focus, my worth in society, my relationships, my desire to try and do anything I used to enjoy. The one that gets me the most has been the mum to my youngest I wanted to be. Financial security. My life. I feel like I'm no longer the mother or grandma my family deserves. Pleasure from togetherness, which is part of life fulfilment. Pain has taken my confidence. Life as it was, happiness, family, my career, my ability to care for my father, help my kids, my looks, my social life, and most of all, my ability to smile. Pain has taken my sanctuary, the safety one should feel within their own body. The pain has taken my peace, my free weekends and evenings and nights out. Joy of life. I feel like it has taken away my self-esteem and I don't think anyone would want to date me, so I'll be lonely the rest of my life. Sense of security. I used to feel like I could survive most things, but now I feel weak and dependent. Pain has taken my livelihood, my freedom, my self-confidence and my sleep from me. My patience. Pain has taken a fulfilling life from me. Many of the same things as everyone else has listed, but last week it took my sister. She was 45 and died in hospice. A purpose. Hope. To have normal relationships. Been single for years. Who wants someone who can't go for a walk? It's taken my ability to be the best version of myself. Being a mum, wife and a friend. Also has taken my integrity. I end up not being able to follow up with what I say I'll do. Mobility. Pain has taken my freedom. It's taken my sense of accomplishment. It saps creativity and has made my lifelong joys and hobbies torturous to impossible. This is only a small selection of the responses I received. None of the responses are due to physical inability, although the root cause may be a physical ailment. These are all related to how pain affects people. While I can't relate to a lot of these replies, I can understand how they came about. I don't know any of the respondents personally, but I do know that they are all incredibly strong people, because they are still here, still battling. Some of them may be struggling more than others, but they're all warriors, and I'd almost guarantee that if you met any of them you wouldn't know of their battle. Going back to physical disabilities, most of them are visible. We see them, and while we might not be able to empathise, we can possibly understand the difficulty they may face. But pain is mostly invisible. These people wear their mask, and they wear it well. If that mask slips a little, the response will quite often be, what is wrong with you? You look fine. I'd ask that you remember that, that pain can be as debilitating as a serious physical injury, but is almost always invisible. Reading through these responses made me realise how lucky I am. Pain is subjective, we all respond differently and it is virtually impossible to compare one person's suffering to another's. I cannot comment on anyone else's experience with pain, nor their ability to cope. 
as I can only offer perspective on myself, I'll focus on that. You've heard how I describe my pain, how intrusive it is, how constant it can be. No matter how easy I may make it seem, it is a big weight on my shoulders and has a significant impact on my life. But reading through these comments and more made me realise how lucky I am to have my perspective. Let me make this clear. I am not better than any of these people. I am just at a different point in the journey of pain. I will add that there were a handful of comments that echoed my philosophy, that despite the burden of pain, there was greatness that came of it. I'm lucky because I still have a fulfilling life. I don't feel weak. I have hope. My self-confidence is not affected by pain, nor is my sense of security. I don't lack ambition or determination because of pain, nor patience or empathy. I have an incredible joy of life, and a smile is nearly always on my face. And I strongly believe pain has given me a purpose. I say all this because I want to give hope, ambition, determination, strength, and everything else to those that struggle. Once again, I am not better than any of these people. I think they are all incredibly brave to open up to the group in the way that they did, bearing their most vulnerable emotions to everyone. That takes incredible strength itself. I was blown away by the willingness of them to share and the number of them that did. But pain still has taken something from me. Time. When you are spending a lot of your waking hours in pain and you have a desire to live a normal life, you notice very acutely what cost is involved. Over the years when I have spoken to specialists about my life for the past quarter century, the number one issue, really the only issue, is that of having time stolen from me. Time I want to spend with my children, my friends and myself. It almost hurts more to tell my children that I can't play right now than it does for my injury itself. Or waiting in the car while your family go for a walk at a national park. I can't count the number of times I've had to step back because of the intrusion in my life. Don't get me wrong, I am involved a lot with them. We go to parks, we play board games, I attend their sports, their dance performances. I've been present at birthday parties, we've gone away on trips together. But each and every one of these activities, I've been somewhat absent. Physically I've been present, but mentally my focus is often completely elsewhere. And this has a toll. Yes, I know there are children who don't have the appearance at all, or those in abusive homes. I've mentioned that in an earlier episode. I know what I've been able to do is rewarding, but still it is taxing. Being present is fine, but having your focus pulled in another direction is not. Imagine being at your child's sports event or dance recital, or listening to them telling you about their day at work or study, and someone is screaming in your face. You can't stop this person from screaming. In fact, you're the only one aware they're even there. You just have to look past them and try to focus on what you're actually there for. I'm sure you can see that this would not be easy. Just this last Saturday night, myself and two friends went out for dinner and some drinks. Despite it being the middle of winter and bucketing down, I was looking forward to this evening. As we sat down to dinner and good conversation and laughs flowed freely, my pain was still there, doing its thing. Of course it was, it doesn't take time off just because I'm going out with friends. But I know this ahead of time in any situation, and enjoyed the dinner and laughs for what they were, a fantastic experience. Later we moved on to a bar, and after an hour or so I noticed that my resilience was waning. This was still okay, it's a road I've been down many times and I was still having a great time. But there came a point where I realised I was doing myself no favours by keeping this up, and I said my goodbyes and headed home. My friends, of course, are very understanding. They know if I have to go, then I have to go. And yes, I was fortunate to be able to go out at all. Many people, for whatever reasons, can't even do this. But once again, my time was cut short. 
That's just one of the more recent times pain has stolen time from me or my friends. I enjoy an active social life, well, for someone my age, and catch up with friends on a regular basis. But I know there may come a point during that time where I need to leave and allow myself the chance to let my guard down. This is purely for my own benefit. My friends know my situation and don't judge, but I find it easier to deal with it by myself than surrounded with people. One thing I am particular about is making sure I don't limit my activity because of a maybe. I will do my absolute best to make sure I still participate, even if there is a chance my constant companion demands we end things early. What about solitude? Like many, I enjoy my own company. A chance to be left alone to your thoughts, to muse on life, to consider your place in this world. Time spent doing a hobby by yourself, reading a book or watching a movie perhaps. A pastime you really enjoy, or that project you are working on. All these and more are immensely satisfying to me, but so often these times are interrupted by my companion. Even working on this show has presented challenges, when I'm on a roll with my thoughts, but due to that screaming person in my face, I have to step away. I've learnt the importance of taking notes because of this, so I don't lose those thoughts. The greatest lie I tell myself is, I'll remember that later. Even fun activities get interrupted. Around four years ago, a friend and I each bought a new computer system, capable of running virtual reality. I'd never tried it before, but had heard great things about it, so I decided to give it a go. And I must say, it more than lived up to the hype. Our whole family has enjoyed it. It takes you to different worlds, all in your living room. Without a doubt, it is the most fun experience I've ever had with computing, and I've taught myself new skills so that I can immerse myself further, creating environments within a virtual reality motorcycle simulator called GP Bikes. It is as close to actually riding that you can get without chucking your levers on and getting out there, perfect for those winter nights. As much fun as this is, and as much of a distraction it is, there are countless times I've had to stop the fun and put it down due to my pain playing up. Maybe only for a short break, maybe for the evening. Even though I'm immersed in what I'm doing and enjoy myself greatly, the pain will steal this time from me. When it comes to something more simple, like reading, many times I've been engrossed in a novel, a real page-turner, only to realise that the last half dozen pages I've read, I don't remember a word of it at all. All because my focus has been pulled elsewhere. The story may be so captivating that I've continued reading the words on the page, but they haven't registered. So I've had to learn to stop reading when that happens, otherwise I'd read the book three times over before finishing it. I mentioned in an earlier episode how a friend asked me what would be the first thing I would do if I was pain-free, and my answer, which surprised him, was simply to go for a walk. Nothing extravagant, deep and meaningful. But I think that answer is deeper than it seems. I can walk, my legs still work. That night out on Saturday, well, I decided to walk home from town, a five kilometre, roughly three mile distance. I chose to do this rather than catching a taxi, so I could be alone with my companion. So my answer is not as simple as just going for a walk. It's about being able to enjoy something entirely for what it is, without the intrusion that pain brings. Maybe I chose to say walk when asked that question because subconsciously I knew it's one of the most simplest activities we can do, yet one that I'm denied of being able to fully enjoy. This may sound like I'm complaining about my situation, that it goes against what I say about being one of the luckiest people in the world. Well, here's the kicker. It's because of this that I realise I'm one of the most fortunate people. The time stolen from me with my children makes me appreciate every moment I do have with them. The time they've lost from me doesn't make me feel guilty. It makes me appreciate the fact that they do get so much more from me as a father than so many other children. Time lost with friends makes me realise how important my friends are and how lucky I am to have them in my life. 
time lost reading that book, musing on life, using my virtual reality system, all makes me understand how fortunate I am to be able to have any time at all to do these things. I appreciate how lucky I am to be me because time stolen from me by my pain has made me appreciate what I do have in my life. Even the struggle putting my glove on before going for a ride is a blessing because it reminds me how lucky I am to be able to ride at all. I don't lament the life I lost before the accident because I had no appreciation for it and it's not coming back. Instead, now I have an understanding, because of my journey, of how lucky I am to be alive, to have the people I have in my life, to have learnt what I have learnt, and to have the time I do have to enjoy life. Yes, as the advert on the TV stated, pain does steal time from us. Precious time. For me though, that only served to wake me up and make me understand how incredibly lucky I am. Pain, you might be my time thief, but because of that, you're also the greatest teacher I ever had. Sorry, Mr. McCormack. That's this week's episode wrapped up. If everything works out, the next episode will be a little different. I hope to have my first guest on to discuss their experiences with chronic pain. So far, it has been solely about my perspective, but I'm only one of a million voices out there with a relevant story to tell. Thanks for taking the time to listen to my story. Your support is greatly appreciated. Please remember to share my podcast with anyone you think could benefit from it. If you want, you can support the show via my Patreon, which you can find a link at at onewingkiwi.com. Until next time, have a great week and see you soon.